and welcome to It's Not That Simple with me, Edward. On this week's episode, I talk all things Tesla and where they stand in the public eye right now. So, Tesla have finally launched the Model 3. It's starting to make its way into most major markets. And the PR machine that is Elon Musk is going and doing other things, which has been quite interesting. He's been pursuing the things that he said he would, helping in Flint, Michigan, and other things. Maybe now past the launch, he's got some time to pursue his many other interests and philanthropic efforts. But back on cars, the Model 3 is out. It's starting to make its way to most major markets. Um, The Model Y has been announced, which they expect to be even more popular than the Model 3. I think he stated this should sell more than the Model S and the Model X, I think, Model S and Model X combined, or the Model S and the Model 3. But I think... He's probably on to something. The SUV trend is big. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers um, on how well the Model X performs versus the Model S. But it stands to reason that that's the way it will go. Now, Tesla is probably the most divisive brand in the marketplace today with what you could say are fanboys, but very enthusiastic customers and early adopters. Maybe it's not so early now, but um, let's call it early adopters of electric vehicles going to what, on the face of it, is the one vehicle or one brand that is delivering what you need from an electric vehicle. And that is to say, it's practical it's now with the Model 3 and the Model Y affordable, relatively speaking, especially for an EV. It's got substantial range, which up to this point, no one else has really delivered. And Hyundai Kia have been the first to join Tesla on the road to actual practical real world uh, range. And that's all you can really demand from an electric vehicle at this point. They're trying to push the autonomous feature set. um, And they seem to be delivering. Now, I mean, once the company starts being overall profitable, and I think that will come with scale, then I think the naysayers will have to stop peddling the, yeah, but they don't make money um, angle. And on the other side, you have people who just hate Tesla because either they hate Elon Musk or they hate electric vehicles or they hate the fanboys of Tesla. And you know, when I look at it, I've had an electric vehicle for the last year and a half. There's very little for me personally to get excited about an electric vehicle. Ultimately, performance is a... an... It's a outcome of moving towards an electric powertrain. Tesla does nothing different or special to get a large amount of performance out of their cars with the ludicrous mode and everything else. It's a simple equation of 
what is your motor capable of and how big is your battery in terms of being able to run at higher powers for longer it's really not that difficult in terms of pure engineering to try and eke out power out of an internal combustion engine is difficult because things start to break things don't work at the high rpm or so on and so forth high compression ratios and so on it's a much more complicated equation to get that sort of level of performance so i discount that as a selling point because a 99 percent of the customers won't use it and b in an electric vehicle due to the sort of max torque at zero rpm element it just becomes horrible from a drivability perspective in my i3 you have comfort weirdly as a normal mode eco and eco pro oh or rather eco pro and eco pro plus conf more confusingly and one of the things it does is changes the throttle response and it eases it off so as you tip in and tip out it's much more smooth in comfort mode it can be slightly jarring um, like someone with a heavy foot from what i've read i can't say i've driven a tesla so i won't judge too much but if you put that amount of power through a car and you don't smooth out well if you want to get ultimate performance you don't smooth out that drivability element of tip in tip out and so it can be quite harsh as a sensation so in those moments you want to do naught to 60 in under three seconds I don't think you care to be honest but you're not going to leave it in that mode all the time just because it'll be uncomfortable but because of the way Tesla set up if you set it back and you have these more relaxed modes that they've started to introduce more recently they're brilliant idea more so than the performance performance gets you customers gets you notoriety but that easier mode increases the range and it makes it a much nicer place to be in terms of driving a car so as much as tesla gets in the news for these extreme things like autopilot not working correctly or ludicrous mode or insane mode um on the back end of it they do come out with some great things that affect real world customers um i can't remember what they call their relaxed mode but honestly as an electric vehicle user brilliant idea because you will get better range as well so they also go around things differently in terms of the interior their interiors on for the most part are some of the blandest interiors and i've heard so many people really getting down on bmw for not changing their interiors for since at least 2005 um, they gradually introduced bigger screens and gradually introduced small TFT screens within the dash, but very slow change. And they were one of the people who tacked a screen on top of the dash, but it's a very straight across, very simple interior. Tesla does the same, right? Apart from they take away all the buttons and they put a giant screen. Obviously, a lot of people refer to it as the Tesla iPad. Um which all the functionality goes into there now as an engineer brilliant brilliant idea it echoes what happened on the original mini where the speedo was put in the middle of the car so you could just move the steering 
wheel from side to side and it costs you nothing because you didn't have to move any dials or any wiring or any mechanics to make things work. It was already there so you could just change left-hand drive, right-hand drive. So by keeping it simple, less change, much more efficient um, in terms of design to be able to change from left-hand drive or right-hand drive, serve more customers by having very little in the cockpit. And this is where I find it interesting with Tesla. If a major manufacturer like Ford or VW or um, Chevy came out with an interior with just a big screen in the middle, you'll hear everybody complaining. Yeah, but I have to look at the screen to do everything. Yeah, but I need dials. I prefer dials. I'm used to the you know buttons to press. But Tesla comes out with it and brilliant this is amazing look at all this great fun stuff i can do i saw a story the other day saying that now teslas will allow people to it will give way to people making lane changes on the highways and i can't help but think that if a large oem came out with a car and said this is autonomous and started releasing little changes like this they'd get a lot of criticism saying why didn't you think of that before why didn't that do it when you came out with it but tesla come out with things quickly they make changes very rapidly and it's seen as a benefit and i guess it shows to me the brilliance of how tesla markets itself and how it handles pr because it can deliver things that other companies will have been criticized for in terms of being slow to do things or being slapdash with what they produce maybe not thinking things through and coming out with things piecemeal but they've got over-the-air updates they make these changes they're seen as flexible and adaptive and it stands them in good stead and i think a lot of the oems are playing catch-up in that area where they're trying to get to over-the-air updates so they can make changes a lot faster without people having to come into dealerships which annoys everyone So what do I personally think of Tesla? It's fine. I'm not bought into it particularly. I mean, the Model S and the Model X were, to me, extravagantly expensive, given their rather spartan interior and what appeared on the surface of it, the gimmicky touches that give that premium look, like the retracting, hand, uh, retracting door handles and those Falcon doors. Um... But the Model 3 and the Model Y show real intent. Getting to that mass market, whether you think $35,000, £28,000 is mass market or still at the higher end of mass market, for an electric car with 200 miles of range, I mean, a Kia costs the same amount of money. So you can't really criticise them for that. And I think that's where the proof will be in whether they've got the right product and can achieve that scale now is the crunch time for tesla and i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they come through this and start to become profitable on the back of these two cars do i like the design not particularly i mean it's functional um from a lot of reports i know heavily publicized in consumer reports the build quality is questionable but Maybe it's questionable on a Model S. Maybe on a Model 3, you'd accept it. Um, 
And once you get in that user experience of being inside the car, do you really care? Uh, most people put up with things. There's a lot of focus in the industry on early um, early customer feedback, sort of three months in service, as it gets called a lot, um, or low time in service. Well, a lot of customers, and people can tell me what they think, um, a lot of customers, it takes them three months to get used to their car. So while they might complain about it in the first three months, if you ask them in a year, two years, they'll get used to all the foibles of their car. And often those shortcomings become the character of the vehicle and those things that you get used to or it, when you emotionally connect to the vehicle, which people do, they won't care um, about these little things. And I think that's maybe where Tesla's got things right deliver the car and the experience that people expect and they will forgive you for any of the things that you've slightly missed on. I'm definitely not a hater, but at some point the landscape is going to change and once the OEMs and major manufacturers deliver on their promises of electrification and I think that day is coming quickly with VW leading the charge with their MEV platform, when they come out with something that, if their scale allows it, is cheaper than a Tesla and has their build quality, I think Tesla may have to look at how else to differentiate itself. Um, I'd love to see what they come up with in terms of a Generation 2 look of a Tesla because now they have one family if you look at any other car company, you start to look at the next family and you start to evolve the look. So it'll be interesting to see where they have to go to differentiate themselves once there are more players in the game. From a personal perspective, I'm struggling to get excited about electric cars. I've had one for a year and a half as a personal experiment to see what it was like living with an electric car on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's an early 2015 BMW i3, so it's got relatively short range. It has the range extender, um, which obviously you don't need as the range goes up, and BMW themselves have dropped that from their sort of 200-mile range versions that they've just come out with. Um, and sort of my summary of the experience is the power delivery and the meth the way in which it delivers that is impressive and it gives a level of sportiness that you wouldn't expect um or you would if you've done your research so i was expecting it but a lot of people who've ridden with me didn't expect it to be that impressive um the i3 has a lot of its own quirks in terms of the doors which are massively impractical when you're in um bay parking because you can't get anybody out without doing a little dance between the suicide rear doors and the front doors charging because i have a shortish commute isn't an issue i can charge every two or three days and sometimes i can't be bothered to charge and i think that's where tesla have it right if you have a range of 200 miles you might not need it but it means if you do 50 miles a day you only have to charge it once every three to four days which then fits with most people's lifestyles. It's not this horrible dystopia which people paint of everybody charging their cars every day and causing rolling blackouts. I think 
if the range is high enough, which I think we will get to a point where below a certain range is not seen as acceptable in the market, you don't have that because you stagger people out and only a quarter of the users will need to charge on any given day, roughly speaking. But after a while, similar to most of my experiences with automatics, um, and I am slightly biased to manuals as that's where I spent most of my working career, working on manual transmissions, but they get boring. They're very... Un you'd feel unconnected or disconnected rather um, because it's just it's like driving a golf cart or um, a go-kart it's just foot down to go foot off to slow down go stop go stop go there's no engagement you don't choose a gear you don't carry speed into things and I know all within legal limits but I can have a lot more fun at the the legal speed limits on a country road in the UK than I ever could in an electric car. It doesn't matter how fast it is. Um, and to frame that, I had a Focus RS uh, Mark III, uh, 20, whatever that was, 2017. And I chain, opted to change it because I had a Honda S2000, 2005, and on the same roads the S2000 was much more engaging. There wasn't any uh, as much electronic trickery um, and you were more you were more required to do the driving in a similar way with electric cars but it bears true of all automatics. They're very disengaging. You sort of can disconnect and for me that's not what driving's about. Driving is a skill. Driving is a pleasure. Yes, you've got to commute and sometimes long trips are boring but you learn to enjoy them when you have to do the driving. Maybe you take a detour, you have fun on a country road, and I'm sure people will say you can have fun in a Tesla, but it's not the same for me. Um, I don't understand the hatred of the company. I think Elon Musk is interesting. Um, some might say in a similar way to Boris Johnson, that sometimes it's to the detriment of the company or other things, or the message that's trying to get across, but for the most part, it's positive and it shows innovation. He's a charismatic person. He gives a lot to the company. He, however, however you pitch it, he's trying to do something, and that deserves a level of credit. Um, but we need to get off this bandwagoning. I would say that Tesla's doing something revolutionary. It's not. It's coming in and not playing by the industry rules so it gives it some levels of freedom because I don't think as anyone would be as permissible um, albeit maybe that's not true um, in the VW context everybody's very keen to give them some leeway because they're pushing electrification but they were the people who brought down diesels in Europe um, because of their wrongdoings and their work. And, you know, it still remains to be seen how involved the rest of the German manufacturers were. Um, and so, I mean, they're kind of mandated to try and make it work with electric vehicles, whereas Tesla are doing it out of choice. Um, 
so yeah okay maybe you get a free pass if you go to fully electric vehicles but I think we need to ground ourselves and it would be nice to see more of a balanced view of the world rather than electric is the future there is an I think there needs to be more appreciation to other engineering feats and keeping in mind that just because you put a petrol engine in something doesn't make it evil um, just yet anyway um, but maybe maybe there's more to come I think if Tesla came out with a pickup truck or a electric Wrangler competitor that would be very interesting albeit I'm not sure there's a lot of charging infrastructure um, on these mountain trails but uh, and carrying an extra long range battery may not be feasible but let's see where it goes maybe you find areas that electric cars aren't designed for um, but yeah I think everybody needs to get on with it otherwise Tesla will get a foothold um, before people are ready for it but what the question remains what what do you think how do you view tesla is tesla the messiah uh in the world of automotive bringing the electric vehicle future to um reality or are they just a company with a billionaire backer who can afford to have a go where other companies like apple make the financial decision not to take the risk and not to take the loss um and do you think they're that special what makes tesla special to you that's what i would like to hear why do you think tesla is so great or why do you think they're so terrible um i think if they were seen in the same way as everyone else they wouldn't get as much of a free ride as they do but credit where credit's due they're electric vehicles, they've got a good range, a reasonably practical design, and at the forefront of a big shift in the automotive industry where everybody's trying to get involved. They've been there from the start. So let's see where we head from here. Thanks for listening to this episode, discussing a bit about Tesla, a bit freewheeling this episode, so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast is now available on pretty much every channel or distributor of podcasts. So listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Give us a rate. Um, five stars would be great. Just trying to get a foothold. And don't forget, send in either direct through the website or through Twitter or through Anchor or any other portal you can get hold. And ask questions ask things i'd like to get i'd love to field more questions about my experiences or giving an insight into how things are decided within the industry um, and how things are developed so if you've got any direct questions that might be the start of an episode um, of the podcast or an article on the website so you can find us on it's not that simple.co.uk or INTS underscore UK on Twitter. Um, give us a rate, leave a comment. Talk to you soon. Bye.